Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this Sunday night edition of Political Straight Talk. I'm your host, the Political Superman, and we're coming to you live away from protests. I know it's been a quiet week for everybody, and not a lot of news going on, but just in case anybody has forgotten, we are under a COVID-19 pandemic. We are currently dealing with protests over the death of a gentleman in custody. We have lots of other things, truthfully, going on, but I want to know what everybody else wants to know, and that is how long before Kathy Griffith gets arrested by the Secret Service for making another threat against the president? All right. So, let's just go ahead and dive right into it, and let me say on behalf of Ragtag Patriots and Political Straight Talk that we do not support any death of anybody in custody that can be avoided, okay? I have seen the full nine-minute video of this person's death, Mr. Floyd, I think is his name, and I got to tell you, based on what I saw in the video, um, they're making the right move by arresting this officer. Now, um, law and order must always prevail. And everybody has the freedom to peacefully assemble and protest. That is protected and guaranteed in our Constitution. However, there is one big important part of this, and that is the word peaceful. Okay? When you loot a target, when you burn down a auto zone, when you set fire to courthouses, when you attempt to storm the White House, your argument gets lost in stupidity, okay? I can understand residents in the city of Minneapolis protesting, okay? Because, look, it's very clear that this officer's knee was on this guy's neck. Okay? I'm not going to say that's what killed him because I don't know. I have heard preliminary reports from the autopsy that that is not what killed him. Okay? But I am going to say this, that there's no need for that officer's knee to be in that dude's neck once he's in cuffs and was not resisting. Okay? That's what I'm going to say about that. Secondly, I'm going to say I'm going to say that the protesters in Minneapolis, in Nashville, in Murfreesboro, in Atlanta, in Los Angeles, and all these various places, the ones that are causing the destruction are being paid to do so. Don't anybody think otherwise, because these sons of bitches are being paid to burn these towns to the ground in the name of somebody's death. 
okay? And I'm going to tell you all, I think the police have been very lenient. Very lenient. I would not have, as the mayor of a city, and I don't give a damn if it's a Republican city or if it's a Democrat city, you will not burn my police. You will not burn my courthouses, and you sure as hell will not burn the businesses that pay to support the government that I'm the head of. And I will tell you, based on what I have heard just today, you protesters, listen to me very carefully. I would recommend you stop, because right now you have the support of a lot of law enforcement officers, not not the ones that are looting and rioting, but the protesters. You have support from officers. Okay? Otherwise, this situation would be a lot worse. However, the National Guard has been called up in over 30 states. Now, that's not what's important. What's important is what's about to come out of the White House. The White House is about to suspend comitatus and activate the military to become federalized. If they do, that, I want wow. everybody to marshal if the federal government nationalizes the National Guard and federalizes them and deploys them in your town, you are going to be suffering a severe case of screwed because they will not be effing around. Your asses will be cuffed and stuffed and charged with federal crimes. So my recommendation, build the hell out. And you idiots in Murfreesboro, let me just go ahead and speak to you buffoons in Murfreesboro. Go the hell home. Okay? You ain't got shit to be protesting about in Murfreesboro. Okay? I know a lot of the cops that work for the city. I know a lot of the cops that work for the county. That there may be one or two bad officers throughout the ranks, but those towns are run very well, and the cops there are very understanding. My suggestion is stupid and go home. Okay? They will arrest you in that town. And for the rest of you, if you will notice, the majority of this crap is being allowed to go on in Democrat-controlled towns. Okay? Now, I did happen to notice that Evidently, COVID does not spread when you are protesting and rioting and looting. (laughs) Because if that's the case, those same that have some of the strictest COVID restrictions, um, yeah, why aren't they going after these people and being like, hey, you're going to catch a virus? But I did hear something that was quite interesting earlier, and I've given it some thought since I heard it, and this is going to be very, the statement itself is going to be somewhat judgmental, but I'm going to just put it out there because I think it's true. I guarantee you if the state for this happening threatened to take away the benefits, food stamps, etc., of all the people out on the streets, the streets would be clear. Oh, yeah. And happened to know 
I noticed two of the protesters. You're breaking up. You're breaking up. You're breaking up. I happened to notice two of the protesters in the Murfreesboro protest, and I know these two individuals. I also happen to know that these two individuals would fit into the mold of the very that I just said. It's sad, but it's true. Now, I'm not trying to take the politics of it. I'm just simply saying, hey, smells like a rat. Now, let's talk about Joe Biden. Okay? His staff was instructed to get multiple protesters released from jail. Multiple. Okay. Um, Houston, that tells me that they don't want them talking about who's paying for them to be there. So make no mistake, there are people that are upset about Mr. Floyd's death, and there are people that are protesting Mr. Floyd's death and doing so peacefully, and they have every right to do so. But that's where it ends. Now, when you have those that are peaceful, they should be lauded as an example of how to protest. I have a lot of respect for those people. But those that are paid, that are showing up and being destructive, have absolutely zero right to protest, and they should be placed in handcuffs and put under the jail. Now, we have a brand new member of our family that has finally joined a little puppy. Now, the puppy's name as of earlier today was, whether it remains so, I don't. What was the name? I'm, I'm, I'm raising my hand. No, we don't raise <laughs> Barbara, don't pay attention. To that. Just speak up. I'm not raising my hand in there, really. I'm, I just would like to go back to something real quick because I kind of disagree with you on some, some of this protesting stuff. Um, and the reason I disagree is because I think that if not only the three police officers that were there during all of this, I think that if they're not arrested and charged with this and lose their jobs and whatnot over this, I know the one has, but I don't know about the other two. Apparently, one was on the back, the other was on the neck, and then the other one was trying to make sure that the bystanders weren't going to interfere. Anyways, my point being that I think that they get by with this, it sets an example. And don't think that officers aren't going to follow suit and think that they can get by with the same kind of crap. Because in all honesty, the video where um, he was put on a stretcher and put in the back of the EMS, um, wait a second, if someone's unresponsive, what's the first thing you're taught in CPR? 
load them up on a stretcher and put them in the EMS? N no. What happened to CPR on the scene? What happened to an AED um, as soon as you come to an unresponsive person? I mean, that that's infuriating to me as a medical personnel. And well, this, his family, his family has um, a right to to say that there was medical negligence all the way across the board, not only from the police officers, but to the medical personnel on the scene as well. If CPR was not provided, they can't deem him dead until they get to the hospital. Well, well apparently what I heard, he had no... To answer your point. Um, first off, if you are in a situation where they were with a large crowd, the standard operating procedure with most police departments is to remove the victim and go from there. Secondly, all four officers that were involved in this have been terminated. The officer that was on his neck has been charged with third-degree murder, and the others, it was announced earlier today that they are facing charges they just haven't determined which charges because they're waiting on the second autopsy. Well, so these officers were I fired. I don't know about the whole um, remove them, you know, so they don't have bystanders. I could give two shits if there's bystanders or not. Safety comes first. And guess what? I'm going to be pumping on that chest. So, you know, that's just my my thought process in that. And, you know, that kind of, that does really, that, that's pretty bad, you know, because they should have, if they would have hooked him up to the AED right there, they would have known. And I'm, I guarantee you, if it was to go to court, yeah, they're going to lose big time. That family's going to be rich. They're going to be well, rich. And can, yeah. and can we say all the cities that this pr police brutality has been in has been in Democratic cities? And not only that, I mean, they, the police were called because they thought he was passing a $20 bill, a fake $20 bill. That other gentleman but, that was killed almost in the same manner was selling single cigarettes. I mean, it, it didn't. It, they find um, out that it wasn't, it wasn't a counterfeit $20 bill? Well, they may have. But that's why he was called. That's why we called there originally. Well, here's the problem. This is the bigger problem that they've got. The police department, that is. Um, the $20 bill, based on what the Secret Service said, was in fact a bogus $20 bill. What is the problem is that Leo... He knew that it was bogus. It was obvious. It was obviously bogus. It was that The Secret Service said it was one of the worst fakes they've ever seen. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just saying that I know, I know that banks pass, you know, counterfeit money and don't yeah, necessarily know it either. 
Right. And they do. This, this is where even bigger problems come in, is that bigger problem comes in is that there's only one agency that is allowed to arrest you for counterfeit. And it is not the Minneapolis Police Department. It is not the FBI. It is not any agency. It is the United States Secret Service. They are the only ones for the division of the Treasury Department. Okay. And so if he was, in fact, arrested for possessing a counterfeit bill, because he may not have known, and usually if they don't, if you don't know, you just say, hey, I didn't know it was counterfeit, they chalk it up. So there's a lot of details about this we don't know. But we do know one thing, and I found this incredibly interesting. The officer that was on his neck worked with him in a private security gig at a nightclub. And that was that was released on the news today. So, okay. Houston, we got another problem. So, listen, I, I'm okay with people with the right to assemble. I've been a part of, of assemblies and protests. Never been a part of riots. And when you into riot you lose your ability to have because you're breaking the law. Okay? And, listen, I don't mind going standing arm-in-arm with people that want to protest this man's death because it needs to be protested and it needs to be brought to light that there are bad apples and bad cops and bad procedures that need to be changed. But we don't loot. We don't burn other people's property down because, listen, CBS and a bunch of these others have already said, hey, um, we're not going to be opening back up in these communities. Look at Ferguson. Ferguson Ferguson still has not gotten back even half of the businesses that they look. Well, I'm going to go out on a limb and make a prediction. They both work security at a club which was a stripper club. I suspect Mr. Floyd probably knew something, and that's why he was killed. So well, it's a lot deeper than it's a lot deeper than what they think. Well, I think there's. I do think there's other circumstances here. So Did any of y'all read that? Did y'all uh, read the press release from the uh, coroner's office? The first about one. him not dying of asphyxiation? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, if that comes back on the second one, because they're doing a second one, they're doing a private one as well. If that comes back, that, that the knee on the neck did not directly cause his death, that third-degree murder tr- cause and that manslaughter charge could be thrown out. Well, but then the family should take it at another angle from a medical perspective the, because, the again, <clears throat> they didn't render first aid at the site. Now, 
is the did they p- release the uh the complaint report or the uh the actual arrest report on this on this guy? Because I know you can't Secret Service is gonna can arrest, but not any other municipality uh, police departments. So I'm wondering if they were, he was being charged with uh, remaining while being forbidden or disorderly conduct or something to that effect. Because the only the only those, thing that I've got about all this is there's a period of time. Did you say something? There's a period of time that's not recorded on the video. So what happened from one side of the car to the other? Mm-hmm. Well, they tried now, to Supposedly, all four police officers were wearing body cameras, right? And all four were on, correct? And the bystanders also were taking video, Correct. So why isn't all of this being released? Well, they also said he resisted, but then the video came out that showed it from start to finish that he didn't resist at all. Okay. Is that the whole tape? Was it edited? Because if there if there's supposed to be so many, if there's supposed to be so many uh, angles of this incident. Why aren't we seeing them? We're only seeing this one video. There are two that I'm aware of. One where they're in the store, and then one where yeah. they're on the side of the car with him on the ground. Yeah. There's not a video of what happened outside the store to the other side of the car. So the question is why? Mm-hmm. Well, now the yeah. military police can can is that involve tank or is that just you know say what they should just military police? I just think that they should bring in the tanks, you know. Well, they're not. They're not going to bring tenants because they can't, even with the suspension of uh, posse comitatus. However, military police, once they're activated, have the authority as the state police. Okay. Now, if Trump activates them, they become federal officers. And then the they take over whatever municipality they're guarding. People don't That's want the Fed in their business. I promise. Something's on fire in D.C. And you really don't want to be messing in D.C. Because with D.C., you're dealing with 37 different law enforcement agencies. He's in that town, and top yeah. dog in that town, Donald J. Trump. Yeah, they yeah. St. John's yeah. on fire. St. John's? 
Well, our new dog, Panda, has decided to put her two cents in there. Uh, this should tell you that it's not the blacks that are doing this. Because they would never yeah. set a church on fire. I don't care how I agree. You know, crazy how crazy you think they yeah. are. They respect their mamas and they respect their church. They, I mean, yeah. they they don't do that. They ain't my mom. No, 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 ma'am. Well, you are you're you're looking at paid protesters here. Yeah. Yeah, and even in the little podunk area in which I'm in, they are protesting here as well. Oh, really? This is the remnants of Occupy Wall Street, which is the re- which was the remnants of the anti-war movement under Sidney Sheehan, which was yeah. this has been going back about thirty to forty years. These are all paid protesters that they just happen to have a, a new. These have they have social media now, so they could organize in a heartbeat. Right. Right. And as far hey, you as want as fifty as bucks as and a free meal? Yeah. Now I can I can see some of the looting being done by locals, but that's because of the situation they're in. What? But for the most part, it is, it's paid people who are being bust in. That's what Barr said the other day. That if he finds out that you, you were bust in to protest, that is a federal crime and you go into jails and of course every stupid celebrity in the in the country is going to start posting bail for these idiots because they have to stay relevant somehow and also they've already why isn't the governor of of minnesota cracking down on these protesters not wearing masks because he's a democrat well, listen. They can spread Corona easily like that. Cuomo and De Blasio, uh, you know, they're the ones that said that you will be arrested if you open a business too soon, or you will be fined. But they are praising the protesters. They may have everywhere to do that. Really? It's all to create division, every bit of it. Oh, yeah. Did anybody, did anybody see the primetime coverage of this crap on us, ABC News, last night? ABC did the whole uh-huh. primetime lineup with, with a special oh, report wow. on the, the, uh, oh, the riots yeah. and all that. I call it the, uh, the 2020 re-elect Trump campaign uh, slow, uh, ad, which lasted for three hours. Because every American who watched that crap on television are saying, yeah. you know what, uh, why, would we vote, why would we vote for this? Because people aren't stupid. People know that this is put on as a show by the Democrats. So last night, all the people got firsthand accounts of... Oh. Democrats being Democrats in Democratic-controlled cities. And there wasn't a single Republican anywhere within 100 miles of of them fires. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, uh, Seth Trump was taken to the bunker two hours ago. Uh-huh. Susan Rice came out today. Susan yep. Rice, remember, she was the uh, oh, yeah. she was the ambassador to the U to the UN, which is a cabinet level position. Susan Rice came out today and said the violence that we were seeing in the and the riots that we're seeing is caused by Russia, and Russia oh, yeah. is doing this that. because she they does. want Trump to be reelected. Vladimir Putin was seen seen at a Target stealing vodka (laughs) from the Target. (laughs) Also, he was wearing a red MAGA hat (laughs) and riding a horse topless. I understand she's taking her act on the road. Yeah. on Comedy Central now. It's all Comedy That's Central at this weird. point. That's the most... Oh, God. Just let them keep talking. Well, I do have I a solution to racism, and I can solve racism in only two steps. Cut out your eyes and cut out your ears. In racism, oh. right there. A third step would be to uh, destroy the Democrat Party. Because they spread more hate and division than anything. I said to Fabian earlier, I said, you know, it's interesting to think that as soon as their names were released, uh, having to do with the unmasking of General Flynn and Obama being outed, that all this crap started. Well, I'm just going to tell you that, that that's pretty much a winky dink in my mind. I don't think there is a a link to those two. Well, no, I don't think so. He Ferguson, didn't he? If it, if there is, it's because the media picked up on this story and said, "Well, we're gonna we're gonna push just to the front page because at this point, Corona is is be, is fine. We don't have every, most of the country has uh has beaten back Corona. Trump looked presidential, and we can't have that happen. So let's find something that we're gonna inspire the Democrats to rise up. Okay, there's this." Okay, there's this story out in uh, about this guy being killed by a bunch of cops. Uh, let's promote that. Also, you notice that the guy from the, the guys that killed the black jogger, quote unquote, from um, Georgia, yep. that left the headlines altogether, and nobody's protesting or rioting or running around stupid mm-hmm. because of that. All right, so I think that if we look at everything on its face with Floyd, it's going to shake out. All four of those officers are going to be charged, and they're going to spend a long time in prison. Antifa, um, the president did what he should have done years ago and designated those bastards as a terrorist group. And all I'm going to say is good for him. Well, now you need to have a group and you've got it going on. Just like we need to add um, 
white pride, the nationalist white pride, the national society, all of them are terrorist groups too. And listen, I'm as white as they come. And I have pride in who I am. But you don't hate somebody for the color of their skin. Period. Okay. Well, this just came from Lon Williams. Protests are a build-up coronavirus tensions, an incredible wave of abuse by police. Thank you very much. Saying nothing. Well, listen, there's a lot more good cops than there are dirty cops. And I do not, for the life of believe that even in Redneck USA, that the majority of the police departments pull over people just because of the color of their skin. I just don't. But... You know, I'm not going to spend the whole program talking about this situation. I think there's more to And I think there's more to know. And I think as Americans find out that the majority of these people are paid to show up, riot, and loot, the more the Democrats are going to lose talking points. One of the most disgusting and disgraceful things that I have heard during this whole mess is that Joe Biden picks up the phone, calls the Floyd family, and begins to blame President Trump. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You talk about disgusting. But President Trump picks up the phone, calls the Floyd family, offers his support and condolences and anything that he can do. And word has it that the family was very supportive, very uh, very glad that he called and very respectful. And they're from Texas. They probably support him yeah. anyway. Well, no. Now, I saw a video of the brother. He came out and he said, yeah, the president called. He wouldn't let me talk. He just kept talking and talking and talking. And he wouldn't, you uh, know. Really? He's got to put a show on for the media. He may, yeah. not, have, he may not support the, the president, but I'm sure he's going to acknowledge, he did acknowledge that he called. Everything else is just fodder for the media. Now, one of the things I was originally going to talk about in the program from our last one to this one before all this happened was, has anybody seen all of the advertisements that Trump can't running? Yes. And all of the blacks that are hopping in this are lining up to be in these commercials that are begging, hey, let me be a part of this for no compensation, no money, no nothing. Yep, and it's going to continue. This whole, I, I don't, I, I believe this whole thing, they found an incident and they're harping on that incident because they know that Democrats are know that they're losing support with, with blacks. And they have been losing support with blacks since Obama got elected because everything that was promised with Obama's election didn't come true. So they're, they're taking their Obama phones, they're calling up their friends and saying, you know what, this, uh, this, yeah, this orange guy, let's give this orange guy a shot. Look what, look what he's done so far. Let's give this orange guy a shot. Well, I think I think when November plays out, okay, 
when election day plays out, the day after the election, you're going to see some key things happen. Number one, therapists are going to be opening their doors for extra hours for those with TDS. Okay, you're going to see the coronavirus become a thing of the past. The economy is going to be full-blown pale male, and there'll no longer be masks. There'll no longer be little old ladies screaming and yelling at people in stores to get out of the store without your mask. And... uh, You'll see the economy because, listen, Democrats have two big fears. Number one, that Trump starts doing his rallies again. Mm-hmm. And that, that's coming. Okay? Those are coming. It may be July before they crank up, but those rallies are going to crank up. And when they do, my arm ain't good enough to be in the photo. My arm ain't good enough to be in the photo of the dog. Wow. Let's do uh, Trump should do his first rally in uh, in the Twin Cities, either St. Paul or Minneapolis. You could you could invite the My Pillow guy to come up there. <laughs> Mike Lindell will be introducing the president. John Hannity's going to hold his hand, and Rush Limbaugh will be there as special guest. Mm-hmm. And the, and the new theme is going to be for the best damn president in the whole wide world. Donald Trump. Here's a, um, just in, city council uh, member. Huh? What? City council member, son of Minnesota Dem AG, declares support for Antifa. Good for Lord her. Lord. Well, the Attorney General is probably going to have him for that statement, given that he was just told he was going to be prosecuting those cops. Yeah. Yep. That's a political... Listen, that's a political move. He wants to be governor. Yeah. Well, huh? Yeah, I know that Antifa was acorn, right? Yes. Okay. DNC, acorn, every every single one of them. No, there's a few mm-hmm. groups that there's a few groups that are on their own technically. Black Lives Matters is pretty much the remnant of uh, of uh, Occupy Wall Street, and Antifa is acorn. We no, all no. do know that. Uh, maybe she no. it. Still sits outside of President Bush's home, waves at occasionally. No, if you talk, if you talk to Kathy Henners, BLM is the Muslims, BLM, Antifa, and any of those nationalists, black nationalists or whatever. Uh, no, it's a no, it's a whole bunch of them wrapped up together. Obama. Yeah, Obama they, they spread. They, they spread multiple groups because it all. It there's the the Muslim involvement, the the black Muslim involvement. Uh, Louis Farrakhan's little uh, 
little pet projects over there that spread out around the world forever, uh, decades ago, and are just one part of it's Antifa, one part of it Black Lives Matter. But, but there are so many, there are so many liberal groups that have gotten together and merged into so many different things, because this all this dates back as, as, at least to the Vietnam War. Those organizations, and plus you had the Black Panthers and the Muslims and the Double Muslims and all this other stuff that you hear, and all the stuff you hear in a in a uh, in a Richard Pryor album, all wrapped up into what we have now. Hmm. What were you saying about President Bush? Sidney Sheehan is still camped out about his ranch in uh, Waco. Oh, no. come on. <clears throat> She's yeah. a little bit of whack on brings her a sandwich and a glass of water. <laughs> her son would be so disgusted with her. Supposedly, her son wanted nothing to do with his mother while they were alive because her and her father, him, the mother and the father divorced when the kid was young, and the kid, the the mother wanted nothing to do with the son. The son wanted nothing to do with the mother, and she was just an opportunist crazy who decided she's going to start her crusade after her son got killed. Mm-hmm. Well, wow. it is the way. Yes. All right, is there any topics anybody wants to talk about that we haven't covered here? Well, it does appear, now there's a meeting Tuesday night, and I don't know, there's no motion, but it does appear that the land deal on 96 has been killed. Yay! (laughs) Correct. A little bit of luck. So, I got a text from one of the county commissioners. I got two different phone, well, a phone call, and then somebody else got a text. I had a phone call from one of the city councilmen who said, if you want to do this deal, we'll do it. We're not cutting the money and we're not cutting the land. I said, well, <laughs> that's not what I was voted for. Of course, I didn't vote for any of it because it's not good land, so we'll see. Uh, Tuesday night, if there are any shenanigans, I'm still thinking they're going to try to pull it out. Who owns Who owns the land? The city of Murfreesboro owns the land. Okay. The problem with the land is there was. Um, it was 153 acres. We were going to build a high school, a middle, and an elementary, but we already knew about 60 of 60 acres of that was wetland. Well, really, only about 80 of that is good. So we could only build a because of the the land is tied to the Percy Priest water table, and honey, it's it's like an hour. It's an hour away, so it's a good um, good bit of. Um, land between the two, but it's full of sinkholes, and with the uh, water table going up and down, you know, it makes them have more sinkholes. So there was some discussion about 
buying that land, building the building the schools, uh, that it would bring the water and the sewer from the city. Cities broke. Why buy a school when you can when you can always do online uh, teaching? That's what they did for a third, a uh, fourth of the year. Try not to open Pandora's box. Uh, uh, well, and just started turning. Actually, let's think of uses for uh, all of the schools that are, that we won't need anymore. Because if anything, the pandemic taught us we don't need schools, bricks and mortar. Anymore. Well, listen. Here's let let me let me just nip this because I don't want to go down this road. We'll be here for an hour. I will tell you this, one of the best things that I have seen, and I don't remember where I saw it, I'm going to assume something came in, but I have seen this, you know, school buildings set empty the majority of the time. So I'm not opposed to them creating a first and a second shift. I also think that the most advantageous thing to do is to create hybrid education okay and that is where a couple days a week you're in school a couple days a week you're at home doing the learning and and various things to get other people involved in this but that's another discussion if if the school system was to utilize a first and a second shift I think that you would need to build more schools. Tammy, your thoughts? Well, my thoughts are there are a number of school systems just in Tennessee that are losing students. Uh, there is a, it's not a heat map, but a growth map that was published last year. No, maybe it was 2018. Uh, and unfortunately, one of the growing areas, which would be green, is my area. Because usually for the, from the last three or four years, from the end of school in May to the beginning of school in August, we've had anywhere from 1,000 to 1,200 students move to our area. And we're already, we've already been busting at the seams. One of my middle schools has five portables, and we still have kids in the hallways, and we still have uh, closets in any kind of room that we can stick a class into. The problem is we can't home people. Parents, if they wanted to homeschool their kids, they would have already done it. And the only time that you can legally leave kids at home because most both parents work as a 9th through 12th grade. So there's all kinds of dual enrollment classes where the kids are only going to half a school, half, half a day school. There's a bunch of things that I've been working on that the wheels fell off when COVID came in because we offer a lot of CTE classes and some of our CTE classes are, um, the classes aren't full. So the problem with our area is we've been growing in leaps and bounds. We can't build. We can't build enough, 
And there's a couple of us that are on the school board that don't want to build as much as we're rolling towards. But we still have to find some place to put them. And doing two shifts is not necessarily going to work unless it's like at one of our schools that's by Nissan or by Amazon or by one of the locations because you can't leave the kids at home by themselves. So there's there's a whole lot more that goes into it than most people realize. We have federal regulations as far as school size, class size. A normal elementary or middle school, the, the highest occupancy is about 1,000 kids. And a high school is about 12. We try to keep it around 17 or 1,800, but that doesn't always work. So there's a whole lot more that goes into it, and just because what you hear on the national news, that doesn't mean that every school system is like that. It's, it's just not. So there's a whole lot more. How many per capita, well, not even per capita, what percentage of students in your school zone or in your school district? do you think are illegal? I couldn't tell you. I know we have probably between five and 6,000 ESL students. Okay. Out of, do, out of, do you have all the... Uh, about 49,000. 49,000 students and 6,000 are ESL, so we'll say... So 12% of the population is illegal. And how much money does the school district receive per student? We spend, I just got the numbers, but I think my bag's outside. We spend per student right at $9,000. We are in the 90 percentile of the 128 school districts of the state. So Davidson, Davidson County, oh. Davidson County, and Davidson County and Shelby County is uh, fifteen and twelve thousand, I believe. Okay, so fifty-four million dollars of taxpayer money is spent on illegals. That's a lot of money we could save. What are you going to do with them? I mean, that's just insane. You're not gonna. You're gonna have to educate those kids, or they're gonna be the ones like Antifa blowing up everything. Well, now I didn't say anything other than that's fifty-four million dollars we're spending for people that aren't supposed to be here. Well, it's actually more than that because if you talk, if you talk about the wraparound services that we provide to them, it's a whole lot more than that. Well, they're probably all on free lunch. I get it. It's just there, there's no one solution to all the problems. I do think a hybrid education system would save a lot of money. And you could swap out. So two days 
part of the students could come two days part of the students could come and then you save on having to do some of your school school students is going to be that who's going to leave their first through eighth grade student at home well you don't the government gives them a subsidy if you're a parent that stays home with a child uh we'll give you some money they already give enough away. My brother, my brother from the Bayou, they already give enough money away. Thank you very there's, much. And there's, there's never enough for the school. There, 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 there are solutions to these problems. We just have to figure them out. As far as kids being home and the parents having jobs and all that stuff, listen, that's not the school system's. That's not the school system's problem, and it's they don't. It's not. Need to... but it's the town's huh. problem, and the parents aren't going to go to jail because their kids didn't get their work done. And what you don't understand is half the people that want to homeschool they don't know anything about homeschooling, and then they get their kids and they don't do the work. They're behind, and when they come back to school, then it just costs more money when you have to get them back up to grade level and get them back in the system. Because well, no, not everybody in homeschools. Does it the correct way? When when my kids were homeschooled, my kids went back into the system. I put them back in for a couple of years because I circumstances dictate that I do. And actually, but you're not normal parents. You're not the regular run of the mill parents. You are you are an educated parent. Well, the state of Tennessee, and 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 I can speak to this because. I know this to be fact. The state of Tennessee actually requires that if you're going to teach a child at home first to eighth grade, you must have a high school diploma. If you are going to teach a child from ninth to twelfth grade, you are required to have at least a bachelor's degree or you cannot homeschool. I had to provide all this stuff. Okay. It still doesn't mean that they're going to make their children be disciplined and do the work. That's only if the parent physically wants to teach the child. How many websites are there now where a person, you log on to this Internet type thing, and you look at a computer and you do lessons and you have videos of teachers and you have classrooms that are virtual, and that's it. And uh, how many of them are free? It still does not make and, the kids. It still well, doesn't make the kids do the lessons. It still doesn't make them learn anything. There's nobody supervising them. Well, listen. And let me tell you, when those kids come back to school, the money that the kid, the school system gets, like the money that the school, the money that we get to start August, was based on the numbers of students that were in our school system at the end of May. So when we start in August, all those thousand plus kids that we gain over the summer, you don't get money on them. You don't get money until the next year. You're funded right. a year behind. Right. And and I'm aware of that. And there's all I, kinds of, there look there's some I look at it. There's some homeschooling programs that was a hybrid uh, that I looked at Eli, um, Freedom Project USA. They're out of Indiana. It's non-common core. It's a fantastic program. Yes. But I'm going to tell you, your run-of-the-mill parents are not going to do something like that. They don't give a damn, and that's why they want to go to school. 
their kids to go to school because they don't want to bother with it. They think it is our job to educate them, and that's well, what we're supposed uh, to do. Unfortunately, that's been from years and years of indoctrination and laziness on a lot of people's parts. And, you know, I'm not blaming anybody. And, and really and truly, I don't want to go. We are going to do a show where this is the main topic, and we're going to bring people on that are pro-homeschool, pro-public school, pro-hybrid. And I want to talk about it because I think there's a middle ground here somewhere. People that are entrenched in the school system, they don't like it. Um, and it's okay. I, I happen to be one of those parents that I've got the ability to teach my kids myself. Um, I do have an education degree, so when anybody comes after me or says, I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, I most certainly do because I went and got a master's in education for that very reason. When I decide I'm going to talk about something, I want to know, so I go and learn it. I learned through the system, okay? So I know what the hell I'm talking about. And... So when we have this discussion, I want everybody to come prepared because I'm going to be. Now, having said that, Tammy is right. There are so many parents out there that are so stupid, I wouldn't want them teaching their own kids. Okay? But on the flip side of that, here's what happens. And you're going to see this systemically happen more and more in the coming years as more and more options are made readily available. Students that excel and that have the ability to catch things much faster than your run-of-the-mill kid, they are going to leave the school systems, and they are going to do things at a much faster clip, and they're going to be done. Okay? My now 20-year-old son, or now 21-year-old son, was done with high school at the age of 16. As a matter of fact, Tammy, um, you and I had talked about him because we like to never got him into a college at 16. You would not believe how complicated it is to get a 16-year-old into college. <coughs> it is virtually impossible, or it was at that time. Um, education, you know, the number one thing that I hear on education is that they never have enough money. Now, Tammy and I have had this discussion off air um, multiple times. But I have went through multiple schools' budgets, and I've looked at stuff line item, and I'm just going to tell you, I think there's a better way to do a lot of this, okay? It may not necessarily be right, but I do think there are a lot of better ways to do things. So we will do a show specifically on that, and I'd like everybody to come prepared. Tammy, you can... Find somebody pro public school to come on if you don't want to take that argument. But will you do it after? Will you do it after school start? After August? After the August election? Maybe when we go back to school. One of the, that's, I'll do it. Why do you want me to do it after the elections? Because I got three seats that I'm working hot and heavy on right now. 
that we got to win. So we can get some stuff done. Well, I I have often said, and you know, I am in favor of, and always have been in favor of, local control. Whether it's school boards, whether it's government, whatever the case may be, I believe that you should have local control. Now, a lot of school boards have recently been making some really stupid decisions. Okay? Again, not directed at Tammy. Don't anybody think that? And so a lot of states want to strip school boards of their autonomy or their power. Um, I think if we don't get some more conservative-leaning school boards in here, it's going to become very clear to a lot of people to strip school boards of their power. And if they strip school boards of their power, I believe that's a bad ultimate decision. Okay? I'm just... Power to the federal level. And that's one of the reasons schools cost so much now as it is. Because of all the federal rules and regulations, titles, and all that other crap. That's exactly why it costs so much money to educate our children. Also, I want to put out there, before we we leave the air tonight, I want to say congratulations to the young ladies in Connecticut who scored a victory with the Department of Education in finding that it's a violation of Title IX for men to compete as women. So hopefully um, Attorney General Barr has written a brief and hopefully we can get some stuff done that you have to compete as your sex on your birth certificate. Anyway, guys, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I want to thank my guest, as always, without you guys, it'd be a very boring, boring situation here. You've got to stand for something or you'll fall for anything. Freedom isn't free. Thank you, soldier, for without them, we wouldn't have an all-volunteer army. And thank the founders of soldiers for without them, well, we wouldn't be able to do this kind of stuff either. I'm the political Superman saying have a good night, everybody. All right.